ready to say your, to receive your healing this morning, would you say hi? hi. It is wonderful. <laughs> We're going to be healed in every area of life. Not just physically, but in our finances, in our children's lives, in every area. Anything that bothers you, anything that is holding you back, God is going to give you that freedom today because He's here with us. Amen? And He loves us dearly. Amen. Amen. He loves us dearly. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Spirit of the living God. We thank you. Minister to us today from your word. And show us how we can truly be free. Because you have made us free. All we need to do is to know the truth. Your word says, we shall know the truth. And the truth will set us free. The truth will make us free. And you are the truth. And if you make us free, we will be free indeed. And that's the freedom we believe we will receive from you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to continue. I don't think in the second service, two weeks ago, I wasn't able to preach much because uh, God did a work here. But I want to go back to the message. And I titled this, Living in the Supernatural. Living in the supernatural. What has happened to the church today is that we see everything in the natural. We're trying to reason everything out in the natural. uh, And we're trying to get things to work for us in the natural. We're looking at the things that we see in, in the natural. And that's all we want to deal with. But you have to understand that there is another part of us that is supernatural. When you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is a part of you that is supernatural. You are born of the Spirit of God. And if you are born of the Spirit of God, you belong to His family. That's a supernatural family. You belong to the family of God. And God wants to make the supernatural evident in your life. Now, if you don't recognize that there's a supernatural part of you, then you will ignore that part of you that is supernatural and only rely on the natural. And what you will find is a lot of failures and disappointments because you then will put your trust in in things, in the things that you see, the things that you feel on people, and they'll disappoint you. What we need to do is to trust only in the Word of God. Let me tell you this. The Word of God can never fail. God can never fail you. You know God can't fail. So if God can fail, God and His Word are one and the same. That means the Word of God, if you hold on to the Word of God, you can never fail. There may be false symptoms of failure in your life, but ignore them. That's in the natural. Amen. Hang on and hold on to what God has given us, the supernatural Word of God. It works. The Word works. He may seem for a moment that he's not working. That may be days, that may be a year or maybe more. But if you hold on to the word of God, the word of God will not fail you. The word works. Don't look at what you see with your natural eyes. You were born into the spirit, the supernatural realm of God. That which is born of the spirit is 
Spirit, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You were born of the flesh, you have flesh, that's okay. You can understand the natural things, you can walk in the natural life, but there is also a part of you that is supernatural. You have the DNA of God. God gave birth to you. You are part of his family. You are part of royalty. And we must recognize that and begin to lean to that. Many times when we have difficulties in our lives, what we do is we pick up the phone and we call people that we think that can help, they can help us. And we're calling all over the place. And when we find out that we can't really get help, then we say, well, maybe I think I want to go to God now. He should be the first place to go. The supernatural should be the first. And when you go to others, if you read in the Old Testament, I mean, God doesn't really like that. He wants you to come to Him first. And He's going to use people. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. How will God give to you? Through people. Men will give to your bosom. But go to Him. Give to Him. He gives to you, but through people. So go to Him first. Go to Him first. Recognize that you are, you are part of you is in the supernatural. So go to the supernatural first. And then come back to the natural. Because you live in the natural. And the miracles you're looking for has to take place in the natural so you still look at the natural but your faith and your the ability to receive is in the supernatural you are relying on the supernatural not in the natural the natural will always disappoint you it seems as if it's working for a while and then they pull the rug underneath you and you're going to you're not going to fall we need to know that we are part of the supernatural you need to recognize that. If you are a child of God. And believe God to do supernatural things in your lives. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Psalm 92 tells us. Actually, Psalm 82. Bear with me. Psalm 82. Verse 5 says, They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, You are gods. And this is God speaking. Notice it is not capital G. I said you are God. And all of you. How many of you? All of you are the children of the Most High. So who did God call God? Call God? You. I said you are God. This is not sacrilegious. Okay. This is God speaking to us. And God saying. I God said you are God. I'm not saying you are the God of heaven. But God is the one that's saying. You are God. All of you. Children of the most high. And then in verse 7 it says. But you shall die like men. And fall like one of the princes. But the way it started is, they do not know. Nor do they understand. They walk in darkness. When you don't know and when you don't understand that God has made you a God in this world. 
not the God of heaven and earth, but the God in this world. If you don't recognize that, you walk in darkness. God says they do not know, they do not understand. They walk in darkness, in ignorance of who they are. But God says, I have said, I have said, you are God. But if you don't know, if you don't understand, you will walk in life like just ordinary men. And you die like them. Jesus died on the cross. Like other men. But he was God. God shouldn't die like that. Amen? So that we don't have to die. Like other men. Are we saying we're not going to die? We will die. But not with all that you see. I've said it here. I say it again. By faith. I'm not going to die by accident. That's stupid. We don't die like them. And somebody says, how do you know that? Are you God? How can you determine that? The Bible says very clearly... Be it unto you, according to your faith, right? Well, that's what I say it to you. Don't look for me in an accident. And there's somebody dead, I won't be there. Can I make that not to happen? No. I don't want to walk in ignorance. You won't see Jesus there, right? Would you? In an accident and Jesus dead and, and his, his legs and his hands all over, he's dead. And they're trying to raise, is that going to happen? We need an ambulance for Jesus, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen. I said, you are God. We live in the supernatural. Christians want to live in the natural and so we are experiencing all. That's not saying that we're not going to experience difficulties. We recognize that the Bible says they will come. But we have more power in us to deal with these difficulties. Greater is it that is in us. Than he that is in the world. I will say these things, but do we really believe these things? When troubles come, how do you react? Your reaction shows what you really believe. We have learned so much to live in the natural, we are not willing to move on to the supernatural. But that's where it's at for us. You are children of the Most High. You know, in, in, in Mark chapter 16, Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he said to the disciples, he said, all power is given to me. Well, not in Mark, but in Matthew chapter 28. But all power is given to me in heaven and on the earth. And in Mark chapter 16, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everyone who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Preach the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is good news. You can be free. You can make it in life. God will be with you in life. God will protect you in life. God will take care of you in life. Just believe that. Go and preach the good news that are dying for them. They don't have to go through all that they were going through. Things have changed. Now tell them things are going to change in your life. Just believe the gospel. If you believe that, you will be saved. And you're on your way to heaven. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. I want to put a word about baptism there. Amen. 
In two weeks time we're going to be baptized. If you believe and you are baptized, you'll be saved. When you believe you need to be baptized. There are a lot of Christians, they get saved, they don't get baptized in water. And they wonder why they can't understand scripture. They wonder why they don't really have a heart for God. Or they are crying for, to God and wanting more of God to live for God. But they just, I go to church on Sunday. And maybe on Easter day. And that's because you don't believe the gospel to act on it. If you really believe after you have been saved, you need to be baptized in water. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. So you believe and then you are baptized and you get saved. But then Jesus went further, he said, These signs follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. Signs are the things that Jesus did, the miracles he did. John calls them signs. And Jesus sometimes will call it the works that I do. He says, these signs follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall cast out devils. These signs follow them that believe. Now, the first thing he said, go preach the gospel to every creature. Those who believe and they are baptized are saved. So when you believe and you are baptized, you are saved. No doubt about that. But you need to believe also for the signs that follow you. These signs follow them that believe. And the first sign, they shall cast out de- demons, devils. Today, it seems like the church is acting like uh, that's behind us. It's irrelevant. It's not. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Now, in the time of Jesus Christ, the people were truly wanting to serve God with all of their hearts. Many of them, the Pharisees. Pharisees meaning separated for the Old Testament. The truth. The gospel for the Old Testament. That's the, word, the meaning of the word Pharisee. They separated themselves to the law. Paul was a Pharisee. And Paul says, now I've been separated for the gospel. The good news. These people lived for that. And yet, in a land where the people knew the, true, the only true God, everywhere Jesus went, demons were being cast out. People who were sick, demons were being cast out of them. And today, we act like they, demons have gone into extinct. They don't, exist, they don't appear anymore. But I'm telling you, these things are very... You, this morning when I woke up, I got my message ready. But this morning, God started speaking to me. I believe it was the Lord telling me, I need to share with you these things about demons. They're still here. And they are affecting people's lives. And people are not even aware of it. There are Christians that are more wicked than people that are outside. In the way they behave, Yes. It doesn't bother them. And you wonder what? There are Christians that are into into business, they are mean. But they can speak in tongues. Hey, that's good news. (laughs) We need to recognize this. There are people going through difficult times. 
You're struggling. You know you should follow God. There's a heart for God, but then you cannot really make it. You've prayed for, de- for deliverance in a certain area of your life. Some evil are coming to your life, or you open the door to some evil, and you cannot beat it. You've tried everything, it's not working. There are men that are into pornography, they open the door, and they've cried out to God. They've gone from place to place. They've had people lay hands on them, and they pray for them. They said everything that they needed to say, and, and they fasted them, and the stuff is still there. Why? There are demonic forces. Some of, some of these forces will cause sickness. When it doesn't make sense, suspect a demon. Amen. That's why the Bible says, these signs follow them that believe. I used to think the signs follow every believer. No, you really need to believe in the signs before the signs follow you. If you deny the signs, the signs will not follow you. Demons know when you know and you believe. If you don't know, they will trick you and kill you and destroy your life. We're not preaching demons today, but what we're preaching is the power that we have over them. The power of deliverance. When you recognize there's something not making, there's something in me that's not making sense, I need to be free and I've done everything and you can address them. And sometimes there will be manifestation. Physical manifestation. But after that, you got freedom. All of us have been tempted. I mean, we're tempted every day. Why is it some people fall all the time? And they don't want to fall. It's just part of it. Now, you need to recognize that demons are disembodied beings. They don't have a body. The Bible tells us that the, the heavens belong to the Lord, the earth He has given to the sons of men. This is our place. This is not the place for God. Excuse me. And this is not the place for demons either. This is not the home for devils. This earth was given to man. And men operate here. If you are going to operate in this world and go to any extent and be successful, you have to have flesh and blood. That's why Jesus came. God can do much enough. He had to come in a man. And that's why Jesus kept saying, I am the son of man. Read the scriptures. Jesus said, I'm the son of man more than he said, I'm the son of God. Check it out. Because all he was saying, I have authority to operate on the earth. I am a man. And demons cannot operate on the earth unless they see a body. That's why when the Antichrist comes, he's not going, he's not a devil that's going to appear with a body. No, he's going to possess a man. Because without a man, he cannot work. And so they need some man, your body, to do their work. And once you open the door, they know the law, they're coming in. And once you recognize it, knowing the truth, you can say, no, this is the end of it. I'm not dealing with this anymore. If it doesn't make sense, you begin to suspect there is a devil behind this time. They need a body. Another thing you need to know is this, that they like company. They don't like to be alone. They get very lonely easily. 
Now if you read in jo- uh, uh, Matthew chapter 12, I believe verse, verse 43, Jesus said, when a demon, an evil spirit is cast out of a man, he goes out walking on dry ground. And when he doesn't find a place of rest, he says, I'm going back to my house. Guess where the devil is calling his house? A man's body. He can, look, he feels he cannot have rest unless he possesses a man. So demons are restless until they are in a body. That's where they can express themselves. And so when you see somebody acting so mean, and they don't even know that, you begin to wonder, what's really going on here? You've seen people that have killed, and they are now in prison. <laughs> the stuff is gone out of them, and they're telling you, I don't know why I did that. You have that? They don't know why. They regret it, but it's too late. The forces of evil. They will only find rest in a person's body. If you find yourself struggling in an area this morning, God is going to give you freedom in Jesus' name. All you need to do, it doesn't matter what that area is, all you need to do is, God, I, need del- I take deliverance from your hand. And if there is any devil that's behind this, I am commanding them. I believe in the word. And I tell you what, there is no devil that you as a child of God will speak to and will not listen. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be running to and fro looking for one person, one, one preacher to do it. You can do it. You speak to it. You speak to the mountain. And tell it to move. And God will do it for you. Then you can rejoice and be glad before your God. Amen. That's what it is. There are also forces. This, there are generational. You talk about generational curses. Demons are responsible for them. I call them familiar spirits. They were in daddy. And daddy had certain ways of doing things. Maybe he was a drunk. Or he abused his children. Or whatever it was that he had wrong with his life. Guess what? After daddy dies, this familiar spirit who knows everything about daddy lives. And now he's in Sonny. And Sonny now behaves like daddy. And it goes down the line. But you as a servant of God, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the signs are given to us. That's why we must recognize who we are in Christ. That Jesus is with us. And these signs have come. They follow us everywhere we go. If we believe in this sign, the force and we can deal with these things. And they will respond. So much release when you speak to them. Amen. You wonder why in certain cases you can't do anything, even if you pray for another person. Because sometimes they love, they love their devil. It's giving them some benefit. Amen. They love it. I was dealing with a girl one time. I did, did work with her for weeks. And this demon will not go. But we always respond, but he just won't leave this woman. And I was crying out to God. I was frustrated because he was taking all my time. And then I said, God, what is going on? Why? And the Lord said to me, 
She wants him there. You are wasting your time. I, like, you know how you respond back, God, it doesn't make sense. Why is she coming to me if she wants it? He says, he said he wa- she wants it there. I said, that's news. It didn't take too long before this girl started telling me. She was boasting. She was boasting and saying, you know, he follows me and I'm able to tell good people from bad people. I'm able to do this. I'm able to do that. And you can see she just lit up as she was telling me. I knew. I knew she wanted that thing there. All she wanted was to be, he's, he's too close to her and doesn't give her real freedom. She wanted the little freedom, but not the power she had. And you know, talking, talking about an evil spirit, guys, they just serve this girl. All these guys running after her, all trying to get it. And that was part of her power. She enjoyed that. All these guys coming after her. Several of them. When she comes, there's a guy tagging tag behind her every time. So I recognized that. And as soon as she, she started boasting, and I said to her, well, God shows me stuff, and immediately... God showed me what the demon that was following her, what, she was, what he was like. I saw him. I can see describing. So I, I, I described it to the girl. And as soon as I said the word, she jumped up from her chair. How did you know that? I said, God told me. <laughs> Amen. And you repent. <laughs> but these powers are given to every believer. Not just pastor. These signs follow them that believe. When we believe, we take care of these things. And some in, 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 in our world here, Christians seem to believe that these things don't exist. But these things are eating your life, eating you alive. They are eating you alive. They are destroying everything. They are just working on your children. They are working on this area. We need to recognize these things and begin to fight. These signs follow us. We'll deal with them. There's a reason why God allowed this sign to follow us. Now, after that sign, the next sign is, they shall speak with tongues. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. Think about it. There are many believers that get saved, but they don't, they don't believe in speaking in tongues. And they're saved. Because the word of God says, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. So they are saved. But they don't believe in the signs. You know, the only way for you to be able to really deal and cast out devils, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why you got the next thing, they shall speak with new tongues. You need speaking in new tongues to be able to deal with the devil that is destroying your life and destroying everything around you. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues. It's not for us to just to say, well, I, I speak in tongues. Amen. It's for the power to be able to deal with demonic forces. That's the second sign. They shall speak with new tongues as, as the Spirit of God rests upon your life. I'd like you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. Just as demons seek a place of rest where they can do their 
operations, so is the Spirit of God looking for a place of rest so that He can operate through you and do exploits through you, change your life, change your children's lives, and change your destiny. Get a hold of your destiny. Don't let anything discourage you because you got God on your side. In Isaiah chapter 11, it says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. This is speaking about Jesus. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now look at this. Verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Even Jesus needed the Spirit of God to rest upon him. He says it's the spirit of wisdom and understanding. They do not know. They do not understand. So they walk in darkness. When you know and you understand, you cannot walk in darkness. And for you not to walk in darkness, you need the spirit of God resting on your life. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And to believe in the, in the infilling that you have. You need to believe in it. That's why Jesus says, in my name, those who believe. I mean, you can speak in tongues, but you don't really believe that he's doing anything. There is nothing you can accomplish in life without faith. That's the only thing that pleases God. Just speaking in tongues doesn't mean much. But if you believe that is the Holy Ghost in your life, He's resting upon you. The Holy Spirit needs a place of rest. Many people have received the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of God is not at rest in their lives because they make Him uncomfortable with bitterness. The Holy Spirit is not at rest. They bring other things. And when the Holy Spirit is not at rest, it can't really work much. Amen. Just like the demons. They need a place of rest. Right? And they go back to a place. They find this place clean, garnished. He says, wow. I will left just me. And now, uh, we're back. And the place is clean. Woo. I need company. So they go get seven other demons, more wicked than themselves, to live in that place. But the Holy Spirit, when He comes, and if He's at rest in your life, He gives you that wisdom, that understanding. So you don't walk in darkness. You don't walk in darkness. And you have no fear. You have no fear for the future. Your future is not dependent on anything, but on the Lord God Himself. And the world can carry you. You see, one thing that I want the Ark Fellowship to know, one thing that I want you to stay with me and believe God, I want you to believe that the Word of God works. When we all come to the unity, the unity of faith, that the Word can change things in our lives, by and by, it will change things in our lives. Definitely. I believe it with all of my heart. Amen. A wise man said, if you can't run... Well, if you can't fly, run. Amen? And if you can't run, walk. And if you can't walk, crawl. At least you're making progress. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Believe and begin to walk towards your destiny. 
And don't be afraid. Demonic forces cannot stop you. You got the Holy Ghost. He's resting. He's the spirit of wisdom. He's the spirit of excellence. He's on your life. You cannot, you cannot fail. He's working with you. That's why the Bible says, if you believe, if you believe, you can take up serpent. So morning, Pastor Andy comes up with a snake within his hand <laughs> to prove his faith. That's not what the Bible is talking about. That means you can deal with them. You can handle them when they come in. All, we all experience difficulties. Sometimes you don't ask for them. You don't know how they come. You're minding your business. And all of a sudden, here comes trouble. Is it only me that it happens to? You're looking at me like, what is he talking about? Huh? Before you know it, here comes a trouble. I mean, you didn't expect it. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 54 that they shall gather. No, I take that back. He said, they shall surely gather. Demonic forces will gather against you. They are planning, they are cooking something against your life. But if you have the Holy Ghost, you have nothing to fear. Because the Bible says, everyone who gathers against you shall fall for your sake. Their plans will not work. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he says you shall condemn. He's not going to work. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It may seem as if it's prospering, but you never prosper when God is on your side. And you know, the good news is he's on your side. You just didn't know it. You're walking in darkness and accepting everything that life brings to you. You're going dumbly to you. Let your will be done. Well, that's not his will. He's just dumb. I'm not calling you dumb. That's the guy that's outside there. It's not you. It's not his will. No father will will evil on his son. No man. You know that. And God is bigger and greater and permit my language, gooder than our fathers. Amen. <laughs> and he wants to do us good. He wants to do us good. If there's something that is not good, know the source. Amen. Know where you're coming from. And know where you're going. You are not of this world. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Didn't he say that? You are not of this world. He said if you are of this world, the world will love you. Jesus said that. He says, but because you are not of this world, the world hates you. Is it people hating you? No, it's demons. Demonic forces wanting to undo your life. To bring you down. To shame you. But as long as God is in your life, you cannot be shamed. Nobody can bring disgrace on your life in Jesus' name. May your life never know disgrace in Jesus' name. Never. I need you to believe God with me. Amen. I need you to believe God with me. This is the God that gave himself for us. He gave everything for us. Jesus gave everything. He sometimes he beats your imagination. How would God watch his servant or his child 
being tormented for years and it seems like you're doing nothing. No, God has already done something. The only reason that you're going through it is you don't recognize that signs follow you. Signs follow you. And I'm sure the father's heart is grieved. And he cries, but there's nothing he can do because he only walks through faith. You got to believe these things. Amen. Refuse. Your destiny is great. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God has a great future for you. And he doesn't have to start, he doesn't have to, to start when you were a kid. God can start any day. I, I, I've often said this. God can do something in your life in one year that you've struggled to do all the rest of your life until that one year. God can do it. He is God Almighty. We can handle demons. All the poisons of the enemy we can handle. Amen. God will take them out of our body. and we, He's poisoning your life and you're growing stronger. Amen. Amen. He's trying to destroy you. You're getting stronger. And he's getting more and more frustrated. You know, what, what, what can we do? You know the Bible says they meet, right? I'd like him to have a meeting of frustration. You didn't get it. <laughs> Upon my life. He says, hey, what, what are we going to do? That We've done everything. Does anyone have a new suggestion? Wouldn't you like that for your life? Nobody wants to deal with the devil, right? <laughs> but he wants, God wants to bless us. He can deal with all of that. There are things that we need to recognize. And begin to push forward because God has called us to live in the supernatural and move away from what we see in the natural. We'll interpret things based on what we see. But the Bible is very clear. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look to what you see with your eyes alone. Begin to come believe that you are above all of that you came from the Lord the Bible tells us I believe in John chapter 3 verse 21 it says he who is from above is above all Jesus was, from, Jesus was clear Jesus said you are from this earth I am from above we need to believe that the Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places places we, God made us to sit together with Christ. So we are not of this world. And the one that is from above is above all. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We have to believe these things. Otherwise we will be led by what we see. And the things that we experience in our lives. Those two things should not hinder us. We are made for signs and wonders. Why do we have all of these things behind us? Why is God saying these signs follow? They are to do something for us, right? Please, His purpose for your life. The signs are there, the power, the Holy Spirit, everything that God has given for you to accomplish His purpose for your life. So the first thing, so you don't waste the energies, the capabilities that God has given to you. So you don't waste them and go through life aimless 
you need to recognize and find your purpose for living. Why were you created? Why did God give birth to you into the kingdom of God? Why are you in the kingdom of God? Until you discover your purpose, your life will have no aim. No direction. You need to find out for what reason you were born again. Or you just go from Sunday to Sunday just living a Christian life but have no purpose. You don't know what you're supposed to accomplish in life. You just let life happen to you. You have no plan. You just let things be. You need to have a purpose. That's called vision. You need to have a purpose for your life. Why were you born? God didn't give birth to you in the kingdom of God for you to just have, you know, your own natural children. That's not the purpose. There is a much greater purpose for you being, for you being in the kingdom of God. Now you can read in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, those that God knew, He predestined, right? He called them, He ordained them for His purpose. So for everyone, there is a purpose for your life. If he called you, he called you for a purpose. Have you found your purpose? Your purpose is your vision. Amen? Your purpose for life is your vision. If you don't know what your purpose is, you walk aimlessly. No direction, no focus. You need to know your purpose. What is the vision for your life? Why were you born into the kingdom of God? What did God call you to accomplish in His kingdom? Everyone has a part in the kingdom. The body of Christ has different parts and you are part of that body. What is your job? What is your part? If you are not the eye, are you the leg? I need to know what part I belong. Otherwise, you're just there. And because you don't know your purpose, you can't fulfill your purpose unless you know your purpose. So the body of Christ is suffering because you don't know your purpose. Now your purpose does may not be, or your vision, your purpose, that your purpose, the reason why God gave birth to you, the reason why you are in the kingdom of God, may not be to stand behind the pulpit. Amen? God may not have called you to be a flaming evangelist. But you have a purpose in the kingdom. You discover what that purpose is. And you have your vision. Amen. Discover what your vision is. Your purpose. Do not rest until you find your purpose. I wish I knew this. I would have cried out to God. Why? I need to know. God didn't just create people just to be... See, I created all of them. Everyone created for a purpose. What's your purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? What's your vision for your life? Why did God bring you into the kingdom of God at this time? If you discover that, that will be your vision. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 29, verse 18... (coughs) 
He says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You heard that? <laughs> he's not saying, where there is no vision, the people die. That's not what he's saying. Where there is no vision, the people will lose their dignity and their honor. You lose your value when you have no vision. You lose your value. That's what it means. It's not like where there is no vision, the people perish. They die. They know that's not what he's talking about. The people will lose their dignity. The people will lose their honor. Their worth in life. Because they don't know why God made them. What did God call you to do? You need to find that out. Some of us, you know, may be working a secular job. God may be asking, I need you for something. Are you open? Have you ever asked him for your vision for your life? All of these powers are behind you to accomplish that. Let me show, share with you what vision will do. Vision will enhance focus. Vision will enhance focus. <laughs> Meaning you know what you are here to do. So you don't bother about what pastor is doing. You know what I mean? He can do his job. I know what I'm called to do. Okay? So I don't have to worry about what you're doing. I have to do my own stuff. Okay? I know what I'm called to do. So I focus on that. And I'm going to do it the best I can. For my God. You may not be called to do this. But maybe God called you to be a businessman. Whatever it is. But you know that's your purpose. To be a businessman and support the work of God. So you don't care what Pastor is doing. You don't care what Pastor Wendy is doing. Or Pastor Wes. You focus on what God called you to do. It will enhance focus. So you are not easily distracted. You know, you know of Christians, you know, oh, there's fire over here. And they are, oh, yeah, we go, we're coming. And when the fire is left over there, it's over here now, oh, yeah, we're coming. And no purpose. You don't know who you are. You don't know what God called you to do. You're not going to find fulfillment. You'll be running to and fro. No vision, wasted energy, wasted power, all the signs following your life, but accomplishing nothing because you don't know your purpose and you cannot direct this, that the powers given to you to what God has called you to do. You know what God has called you to do. And God, it's amazing you read in the Old Testament how God will just put in an, an individual a gift so that they now know how to make gold-plated tables. Amen? <laughs> and it's God-given. And they focus on it. Because God called them to do that when they were building the tabernacle. They knew why God called them. So vision will enhance your focus. Vision will eradicate wastes. Amen? Amen? Sometimes, you know, wealthy people, they have no vision. They just want to help, right? So they keep throwing the money all over the place. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They want to be, do good. And they throw money sometimes into hands of people that will not really use the money. That happens. But if they know, that's what God has called me to do. To focus on this. They will not just send money. They will investigate what's going on. Amen? 
They will investigate, make sure that money is doing what they are sending the money to. They will even go there themselves to examine what's going on. Right? Because they don't want waste. This is what God has called me to do. I'm going to do it. No time to waste. No distractions. Nothing. I'm going to be focused on what God has called me to do. Do you have a vision? Do you know your purpose? All of this uh, living in the supernatural, that only comes with, with purpose. Because when you know your purpose, sometimes the purpose of God for you is so big, you need a miracle. You need a miracle. And it will only take a miracle. God has to give that miracle. And so you, you eliminate waste. You know to spend time praying for your vision. Amen? You just don't pray aimlessly. You know what your vision is. You spend time praying for that. Whatever it is. Eradicates a waste. The vision will also infuse energy into your life. <laughs> Have you heard the word burnout? When you have no vision, it's not, it won't take too long before you burn out. I'm telling you, burn out. If you don't know your purpose, I know what it is as a pastor, I know. <laughs> I really know. Because it's so, you can almost give up. But you know God called you. You know your purpose. Discouraging times will come. He's not going to stop you. Disappointing times will come, but he's not going to stop you. You know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know the Lord who called you. He's greater than all. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid of the circumstances. I know God is with me. I know God has called me to do the work. He has given me everything that I need to get the work done. So I am not afraid. So I can cry out to him and say, God, you gave me this work to do. Uh, and I'm experiencing some problems. Can you help me? <laughs> He will. That will put energy into you. Amen. You see, David knew. Okay? David knew his purpose for life. And you remember David came back from war and they're taking all his children, his wife, his friends' wives, and everything that they had. And the guys were so discouraged. Huh? They were so discouraged. And they even talked about stoning David. That's tough to hear. If Pastor Andy starts picking up stones to stone and to throw at me, I know it's really got bad. <laughs> and you feel really bad when your best friends want to throw stones at you. Huh? People you've been with for years. Now they are going to, they want to kill you, destroy you. That's pretty discouraging, right? But the Bible says David went in and he did what? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you need to encourage yourself. And how do you encourage yourself? You remember what God has spoken about you. These signs follow them that believe. You believe what God has given to you. All things are yours. You begin to trust God. You call on God and He will help. You can never be alone if Jesus is the Lord of your life. 
You just think you're alone in the problem. But if you want that problem taken care of, God is there with you. He will take care of the problem. God is always there. I have to encourage myself in the Lord. Amen. Not just I do that, I have to do that. Otherwise you give up. You love individuals, you work with them, and then all of a sudden, some silly thing happens, and they don't love you anymore. How are you going to encourage yourself? You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Jesus still loves me. Amen. <laughs> I don't care if you don't love me, but Jesus loves me. And if you don't love me, you are breaking His commandment. You need to repent. <laughs> hey. But you can encourage yourself. Why won't you give up? Because you know what God has called you to do. Amen? And you know the resources are there for you. And God will not leave you alone. God is not calling you to be perfect. Is that news for everybody? It's not news for me. <laughs> I accept that. I accept His righteousness. Amen? I come in here in the morning and I'm thanking God for this great righteousness that He's given to me. There's nothing like it. He's the best. I love it. If I have any little one, I don't want it, God. I just want your righteousness. He makes me feel good. That means I'm right with God. God is with me. Amen. He is with me. So I know I'll make it. If I'm not flying, I'll run. Amen. <laughs> if I can't run, I'll walk. If I can't walk, I'll crawl. I'll keep moving. Until God has accomplished what he has spoken to me. I'm not going to give up. No matter what. If you, dare, you don't dare give up. Find out your purpose and refuse to give in. Let me tell you this. It has nothing to do with age. You know, sometimes these thoughts go through my head. God, why did you call me after I started losing my hair? I'm not kidding. <laughs> hey, Ines, quit it. I wish you called me when I was young and I filled with energy. I, could, I felt like I can do... I know if, uh, if I pastor the church, it won't be too long before everybody leaves. Because I about killed the people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> God's timing is the best. God called, God called David when he was about 16, right? To be king. And he had to leave. Until he was probably close to 40 before he became king. Well, God called Abraham when he was 75 and gave him his purpose. That's 75. Most people will be retiring at that time, right? It's retirement. God is retirement time. Why didn't you call me earlier? I got to retire. Now God gave him his vision to become the father of nations when he was 75. And he had to believe God because he bought into that vision. Amen. He left his family because he bought into the purpose for his life. I'm going to be the father of many nations. Did he have discouraging times? Yes, he had. For 70 years, 70, I mean 25 years, he was struggling to have one son. God kept telling him, you are going to be the father of nations. But he kept on to his vision. He didn't quit. 
You want to quit on your vision today? You disappoint God. Stay with it. Through difficulties. Rely on His power. That's behind you. You will make it. Many times I tell myself, as long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, I will make it. You do the same thing when discouraging times come. So vision will infuse energy into your life. So you don't give in. Vision will also subdue discouragement. I talked about that. You know, discouraging times will come. You must know the reason for which you were born. Jesus knew. Pilate said to Jesus, he said, Are you therefore a king? Jesus said, You say I am a king. Basically, I am. And he said, For this end, was I born and for this purpose I came into the world not purposes one one purpose there's so many people in the world and so many things you need one purpose amen they can have the rest but you need one find your purpose what is your purpose What has God called you to accomplish in life? If you stay with it. What people drive, you know, run after will be accomplished in your life. Billy Graham knew his purpose. You know Billy Graham? He didn't pretend to be a pastor. I don't think Billy Graham pastored any church. He knew he was called an evangelist. To be an evangelist. He stayed with that purpose till today. And guess what? He's made a serious impact all over the world. He stayed with one purpose. Billy Graham doesn't go into doctrines. Just one purpose. Evangelize. See? Just one. Benny Hinn, one purpose. One. Healing the sick. Right? Guess what? He stayed with it. He doesn't pretend to be a prophet. See that? He stays with one thing. He knew his calling. You need to know your calling. You don't have to be a preacher. I'm just using preachers. Example. But find out. Why? Every one of you sitting before me right now, God has a purpose for your life. You just need to discover it. I will go back into this message next time, and I'm going to show you what you can do to discover. How many want to discover your purpose for life? Yes. I will show you from the Word of God how to discover your vision and your purpose for living. And then we will talk about dreams and the purpose of dreams. In light of the fact that we know that God has called us to live a life in the supernatural. Not just ordinary life. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm going to say this. The first thing that a person wants to do is to be born into the kingdom of God. Yes. So that you can have the life of God. Sometimes people think 
that because they go to church, they are now part of God's kingdom. Or because they feel good when they go to church, they are now part of God's kingdom. No, you have to consciously say you need Christ in your life. And if you are believing as a Christian, or you believe you are a Christian, but you are not living right, and you know it, then the reason is because you probably haven't really made a true commitment to Christ. If you want to make that commitment this morning, I'll give you this privilege, this opportunity. It's a great privilege to God. All you have to do, as I believe, is just to raise your hand. God, I will serve you. If you want to do that, when I see your hand up, you're going to serve God. You want to serve God with all of your heart. See your hand up. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Do that with your heart today. Another thing that I feel led of God to say to you. Set aside everything that has been spoken over your life. Especially the bad things. Even experiencing it right now. I don't care if it came from a doctor or it came from somebody. Don't matter where it came from. Stay with your God. And this morning is your day of deliverance. The Holy Spirit was upon Jesus. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Today is your day of deliverance in Jesus' name. Today is your day of deliverance. Now I'm going to say this. If you feel like Satan is oppressing you in any way of life, and you need freedom from that oppression, I'm not going to go into details. We don't want to care. Sometimes they are small things, but it's still an oppression. Sometimes they are huge, and you've been struggling with it. You need freedom from that. Stand up to your feet right now. Stand up. Thank you, thank you. Stand up, yes, stand up, stand up. Satan has been oppressing you, you need freedom. Stand up and say, I'm not going to have it anymore. I'm not going to take it anymore. Yes. Today is the end of that. Today is the end of it. Because the Lord is with us. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer partners, please come out. Those of you standing, please come up to the front. As we lay hands on you, the Lord will immediately bring His healing over your life and heal your life. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of you would just say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, with me. Let's say it together. Thank you, Jesus. Say it loud, loud. Say it like you mean it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, these people right here, they're going to receive their healing. They're going to receive their deliverance. No matter what it is, there's deliverance in this place this morning. In Jesus' name, there's deliverance here for God's people. God has called us to freedom, and we cannot be bound. Say it with me, I cannot be bound. Say it like you mean it. I cannot be bound. Amen. Would you stand up with me as we close? Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord this morning as we thank Him for His love for us. There are challenges that you're dealing with, but God is with you. Amen. Say with me, God is with me. Yes, God is with us. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray your blessings upon your people. 
they will never leave your presence forever because you said you will never leave us you'll never forsake us let your light shine upon your people O oh god let them continue to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth in the name of jesus wherever they go thank you father for blessing your people this morning we give you praise oh god in jesus name and god's people said god bless you have a wonderful day